We flew into Kilimanjaro Airport. We stayed in a a really nice four-star hotel, and that next morning the power went on and off three times while I was trying to shave. It's just power there in country is very unreliable, and only about 40% of the population have access to any kind of electrical power. We went over to do a humanitarian project for the village. We've been over there a couple of times. Our company donated some solar to the village, and they do have a diesel generator that they used to run occasionally when they could afford to put diesel fuel in it. And now with the solar, they actually have power 24-7. It is all the lights at the village, a little bit of refrigeration now, which is so they can keep milk. There's an electric fence all the way around the village, not to keep the kids in, but to keep the large African animals out of the village and out of the gardens. They would destroy the food supply they have there overnight. And solar provides power to the electric fence. And also, and the most important, is it allows them to pump water daily from the well, which is a clean, tested well, so they have clean water, which is a real commodity in this part of Africa. The only other clean water source they have is to collect rainwater. Right now, the orphanage has 76 children. Falco's Children Village was started about six years ago by Jerry and Tammy Backus. They are from here in the States. Jerry is a non-denominational minister. He and his wife Tammy went over to Africa to start a Bible school. And within just a few days after getting to the country, a little girl was dropped off on their doorstep. They looked at the situation and said, we can either complain about it or do something about it. So they took this child into their home and eventually adopted her and have adopted three other children, including Moses. He was found in a gunny sack in the edge of a ditch when he was a newborn. They named him Moses because of where they found him, kind of the biblical Moses in the bulrushes. And then two and a half years ago, they petitioned the Tanzanian government, and the government gave them 70 acres of land. It's, it's in a remote location, but there they grow a lot of corn and beans and squash and sunflowers. They raise cows and goats and chickens. They have two teachers that come in and actually teach the grade school subjects to the children. So about 11 and younger. But the older children have to walk about seven kilometers, which is about three, three and a half miles to the nearest school. And so they leave about six in the morning and they don't get home until about six that evening. You visit the village, it's been life-changing. We started doing solar a little over 12 years ago. Back in 1998, my older brother purchased a piece of property up in the mountain down in southern Utah. We built a little family cabin, but we hated going up the mountain and listen to the darn generator run so we could have a little power up there. And so we looked into power. We talked to the big power company, and they agreed to bring power up there, but it would have cost us four times what it did to buy the property and build the cabin. So we looked into solar, and back then there was nobody in Utah doing solar at all. Uh, My older brother's an electrical engineer. He went and took a couple of classes, and we designed to build our first solar array for our cabin. And we started Progressive Power in 2006. 
We try to give back to the community as much as we can as well. We've done, over the last four years, we've done three Habitat homes a year for the last uh, four years um, where we donate solar on low-income housing for Habitat for Humanity. That goes a long way for those families too. We're planning on another trip next year. We're going to be working on the pumping project to help that become more efficient and hopefully supply even a little bit more water for the needs of the surrounding communities. My wife and I have talked. We're planning on bringing over and sponsoring a couple of children a year to live with us while they go to college. This is Kirsten Swanson. And this is Mary Hears for Crossing Borders on Utah Public Radio. The UPR original series, Crossing Borders, is a year-long storytelling project between UPR and the USU Office of Global Engagement, providing services for international students and scholars, and facilitating study abroad opportunities for students and faculty. Details at globalengagement.usu.edu. And to explore more of the Crossing Borders series, head over to upr.org.